Hey, pop stars. Welcome to the latest episode of the Wind Down Rewind, where we rewind the latest in entertainment and pop culture news. Thank you for joining us. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Um, and as you can see, I'm trying to talk quietly because Tammy is a bit under the weather. <laughs> I hope you feel better, Tammy. I really do feel like I'm trying to talk quiet, but it's like when you know when you're trying to be quiet, you actually are loud. <laughs> I, I don't, the quietness ain't gonna help, but talk your regular. You're fine. I'm loud enough as it is anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I do hope you get better. Um, and as usual, there's a lot to get through. You know, this is one of those weeks when, you know, when we were putting together stuff, it was like not a lot happened, but then a lot of shit happened. So, anyway. Um, First, want to start off with the R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace to Jacqueline Zeman or Jackie Zeman, um, better known as Nurse Bobby Spencer from General Hospital. Um, she was 70 years old and she passed away after a really quick battle um, with cancer. So um, thoughts, prayers, um, sending out love to her friends, family and all of her fans. Um yeah, and got word that she's already filmed her last scene on General Hospital. So I, I think, and she didn't look sick. You know, I still watch GH every day. That's that's my go-to. That's my happy place. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she 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 didn't look sick at all, and um, that's just going to be really really sad. GH won't be the same without Nurse Bobby. So, um, and I know you don't still watch GH, but. I remember a couple of weeks ago we were having that conversation just about iconic characters, and mm-hmm. I think she was one of the ones that we left off. Like you, you think of Gina Royal Hospital, you think of Luke, Laura, Sonny, Carly, Bobby, all of that stuff, especially um, from the from the earlier days. So, um, also shout out uh, a rest in peace. Sorry, not a shout out to uh, Jordan Neely, the subway performer. Um, who, you know, uh, he had been a very popular subway performer, Michael Jackson, um, and he was uh, killed on the subway because, you know, um, he had fallen on hard times, become homeless. He was ranting, not against, just ranting against the machine and the injustice and all of that stuff. He wasn't being violent or ranting towards anyone or about anyone in particular, and the guy took it upon himself to choke him out for 15 minutes but that dude is now being charged with second degree manslaughter so uh, but just you know uh, rest in peace to Jordan Neely and also the Allen Mall shooting victims again uh, you know thoughts and prayers happened in Texas Frisco Texas outside of Dallas there was a mass shooting um, about a week or so ago so yeah um, anyway uh, on to some brighter news. Congratulations to Sasha Obama. She is a college graduate. She graduated from USC. Hey, I feel like we need to have like uh, a, a clap or um, where you press the button and you get the audience going, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so congrats to that. Um, and just really quick, uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I hate this dude, but the nut this. Did you hear what he did in Florida? I think your silence says a no. So <laughs> uh, they passed a bill in Florida. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because 
Hispanic TikTok is a trip. They're going crazy right now. So apparently Florida passed a bill about employing migrants if you employ them it's a felony or something like that right mm-hmm. so as soon as this bill was passed guess what happened to all the fields uh the farms and the construction sites what they went in they were they were empty mm-hmm. so now on his bed twitter they were like and tiktok um, they, they just have all these videos showing these empty construction sites, these empty farms and all of that kind of stuff. And they're like, yo, who's going to build your building? You about to get out here? Like, and they said it right. You want to blame us for taking the jobs, but we're doing the stuff that you don't do. Like, who's going to build your, who's going to finish your building? Who's going to pick your food? Like, and so this one dude, he has a sweet potato farm and he, so he normally has about 70 people working. He has about 15 of his neighbors. They've come <laughs> to help him out. And he said of those 15, only about maybe three or four of them are worth a cuss. And after like two hours, they were like, we're done. This is hard. This is it's too hot out here for all of this. And so he's like, they're just not cut out for it. But yeah, so. And also yeah. the, the drivers are, the, the Hispanic uh, truck drivers, are boycotting Florida. They're not taking deliveries and cargo and stuff into Florida. So. He said they're not cut out for it? Yeah. But immigrants are? Huh? But immigrants are? But immigrants are what? Cut out to do the job? Yeah. Only they're cut out to do the job? No, I guess what he meant by that is that they mm-hmm. were, that, that they're more willing to do the job, that they're more willing, that they're and I guess this is the point that a lot of people are making. It's not that they're coming here taking jobs. They're taking the jobs that people don't want to do, that, that, no, that you're not doing. I hope that the people who decided to help him out realize how hard it is for the jobs that they were doing because we don't want to do it ourselves. And I say we as in Mer- Americans in general because I'm not doing exactly. it. So Yeah. I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it either. So and and that's what I'm saying. It's like is it's like they're it, you you want to say that migrants or immigrants are taking jobs? They're not. They're getting the jobs. They're doing the jobs that we don't want to do. So you know. Um, but yeah, I, it's just if you haven't seen it, check it out because it's funny. Um, and then of course, uh, gosh, Domingo Mussolini. He was found liable for sexual assault. Um, not or sexual abuse, and it, I say liable instead of guilty or convicted because it was a civil case. Um, e. Jean Carroll, he had to pay the the uh, it was five million dollars. Part of that was the defamation for the lying and all the horrible things he he said about her um, since the suit was filed and before the suit was filed when she originally told her story. And do you know why they did not get him for rape? Well, I do, but you can tell the you can tell the listeners <laughs> because they she couldn't she couldn't distinguish if it was his pinky or his peen that actually penetrated her. Well, it said finger, but I said pinky. So, um, yeah, that that's pretty sad on his part. But um, I'm glad he was found liable. I'm glad someone's trying to hold him to account for something somewhere. Um, and I think. Uh, the, the 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 other disturbing thing is the day after this, 
he goes on to CNN for his, I'm not even going to call it a town hall, which is what they officially call it. I'm just going to call it a Trump rally because that's what that shit was. Um, I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No, I don't watch politics on TV anymore, so no. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I really don't either. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's disheartening. I watch the news, but I, I don't really watch like just the political. Can you even say that anymore? Like political shows. Like if I, if like the day that the story broke, like the day after the town hall I stayed off the news completely because I didn't and leading up to the town hall I stayed off of it or whatever you want to call it um I, I stayed off of the news completely because I just knew that it was all going to be about him and I'm sick of hearing about him and just from the clips that I saw just from I guess the people who watched it um you know just what they were saying it was about and what it was like I was just like who who is surprised um you know, so uh, CNN, if if they had any credibility left, they sacrificed it all um, just for ratings. Like they they proved, I guess, that they're heading towards where people say they they were heading, and that's just being a more palatable and I'm putting this in air quotes, respectable version of faux news, I guess. Um, that faux news alternative. Uh, because they sacrificed their journalistic integrity for this. Um, they, from what I saw, uh, the clips I watched, Caitlin Collins was outmatched. She was out of her depth. Um, <laughs> they sent her into the lion's den, and I guess that was the price she had to pay to take over um, Don Lemon's primetime spot. And so, you know, the thing that, the hypocrisy of it is that is that you fired Don Lemon for being a misogynist. And I'm not saying, I'm not either oring it. We, we've talked about that, and, you know, but you fired Don Lemon for being a misogynist, you know, for being hateful towards women, but you're going to have um, more or less a convicted rapist um, on your show the very next day. Well, not the next day you fire him, but um, so I'm like, can you make that make sense? Well, they didn't fire him from for his misogynistic ways. CNN didn't fire Don Lemon because he was misogynistic. He'd been misogynistic for, for over a decade at CNN. He treated his female colleagues um, like they were beneath him and inferior to him for over a decade. I feel like Don Lemon was kind of like Tucker Carlson. He went off. He went after the wrong person with the attitude that he had, and that's what ultimately got him fired. But it was not the fact that he was misogynistic that got him fired. It was that he was misogynistic to the wrong person, not necessarily that he his whole misogynistic persona and um, attitude is what got him fired. No, he went after the wrong person, and that's what ultimately got him fired. So it's not a surprise on them putting Donald Trump on there, especially when you realize that the person who now controls CNN is a huge supporter of Trump. Yeah. Not, I mean, and I agree with you. I, I, I have no, I have no arguments there. Um, and the whole thing about him, Trump, and I guess, so I guess the next remaining, the last remaining shred <laughs> of credibility that they had on CNN, you know, uh, the silver fox that everyone loved, Anderson Cooper, he 
he sacrificed himself on the altar of whatever is left at CNN when he went on to try to mansplain and gaslight people about what it was that they saw because um, CNN, I guess they felt like, I, I think they, they waited and I, I don't know if they, they didn't think the backlash would be what it was. Um, I don't know if they were prepared to get all the smoke that they got. But so then, you know, they kept having people come on and try to defend it and say, oh, it's not that bad. But basically, uh, where, Coop, where Anderson Cooper lost me is when he said something to the effect of, uh, you can't just ignore somebody or something because you don't like them or you don't like what they have to say and you're living in your silo. And I'm like, dude, it's giving 2016. You can't say that because we know who this person is. We've known who this person is. We just barely survived to, uh, this person's term and still dealing with the fallout of this person's term. So for you to sit up there and say that people were tuning out or just mad because they don't like him, I, I call bullshit on that. So that that was just, it, it was horrible. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, did you did you hear uh, Cooper's explanation or see it or anything? No, I read it. And um, I mean, I agree with what you said, but I also think that that is just how the media is justifying the fact that they're still covering Donald Trump on a regular basis and everything that he does on saying that he could be the Republican nominee. That doesn't mean shit. Like they make it seem like he has 50% of the population for him. And that's, that's a lie. He has less than 30% of the population who is for him. It's just that his supporters are louder because y'all give them a platform every chance you get. And he has some of them who are in Congress who has a national platform to spew the lies and the, um, dis, is it dis or misinformation? Misinformation. Misinformation. Um, that he has continued to put out there. So whatever um, Anderson Cooper wants to say, that's just you trying to what sweep it under the rug or trying to justify, like you said, having a twice impeached, indicted, um, convicted um, in a way, held liable. Let me change that. Not convicted, held liable. Um, former president, because he is no longer president, Knowing what it was going to happen, it was live. The only people that, that was in his audience was his supporters or people that voted for him or were leaning towards voting for him. Um, you allowed him to disrespect the host of the town hall. And I say that with quotations. He called her a nasty person to her face. I was just like, and she said nothing to it. She didn't even defend herself when he was attacking her. I'm like, are you serious? Was that part of her job? Was to take those nasty comments that he made towards her, cutting her off, the amount of lies. She was half-hearted in the corrections that she made when she was trying to correct the misinformation that he was putting out there and the lies, the blatant lies that he was putting out there. She was half-hearted in it. And then she kept moving on. Well, let's move on. No, focus on the lie. Focus on the lie. You started with the election lies. I would have that whole town hall. I don't care what's on my cards. We're going to focus on that lie until you acknowledge the fact that you are no longer president. You lost by millions of votes. You lost in the courts over 60 times. 
Like I would push him until he gets there, until he has to acknowledge it on TV. And then the fact of he completely dragged Eugene, um, Eugene, um, um, Carol through the mud, and the audience laughed. I said, America is going down a shithole. When you laugh at somebody's assault, I don't, I don't know what type of country we're becoming. Like I, I just don't know. Like it, it was just crazy. And CNN can go fuck themselves. I'm gonna just say that. Yeah, they lost all shred of credibility. And I had to look it up. I was like, Ted, Ted Turner is rolling. I'm, and then I had to look it up. I'm like, I don't think Ted Turner has quite passed away yet. He hasn't. So I was like, let me not put that man in an early grave. But I'm <laughs> like, he, he. I would just, I would just be disgusted. And um. It, it, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I co-sign everything you said. Like I said, that woman, she was completely out of her depth. Um, I don't even, I can't even imagine where CNN is headed. Like I said, I could just see it propping itself up to be, I think last time I called it the conservative news network, um, just the more palatable version. Um, and I'm putting this in air quotes, the more legitimate version of um, of uh, faux news and I, I can't even say I agree with you I don't know where the media is headed like um, and someone put it correctly I saw this quote um, as a former journalism major uh, before I, I settled on history I majored in journalism and um, I you know you're not as a journalist you're not supposed to make the news um, you report the news and you're supposed to do so as unbiased as possible. Now we are, you know, if you're going to put your bias in that point, it's not a news anymore. It's an editorial because it's your opinion. And what took place in that Trump rally slash town hall, whatever, that was complete editorializing. Like you should, that should have just been a political rally. Like you basically gave him a free political airtime. Um, and it, it was just disgusting. So I'm with you. CNN can't go fuck himself. Um, speaking of people in Congress who support him, uh, we're getting ever closer to defaulting on a debt ceiling, and it wouldn't surprise me if we actually defaulted because um, McCarthy is playing a very serious, very dangerous game of fuck around and find out. And the thing about it is, I, you know, at first, the further away it was from happening, you could joke about it, but now it's quite seriously because you realize that the U.S. dollar props up a lot of the global economy. And so he's not just playing with our economy. He's playing with different, with the world economy. And it goes back to a story a, a couple uh, months ago where you heard about China and Brazil. And um, I'm not considering Russia because their economy is in the trash and they're going to do whatever China tells them to do. But some other countries, they were they were doing things to prop up their own a, a dollar in less than the, the U.S. dollar or the value of the U.S. dollar in their, con in their country. And you, you see why, because you see the writing is on the wall. It's like, okay, they're trying to make sure that they can survive what happens if they don't get their shit together. And um, so that's just something I'm telling people, watch out for it. Look and see what happens, because this is actually them coming around to playing politics. And I hate social, and I call them social media politicians because it's like everything they're doing, they're doing for clout. And you mentioned it to that loud 30% or less than 30% batshit crazy ignorant base. And the rest of us have to pay for it. And it's just, it's just, it's getting sick. It's, it's sickening 
it's disgusting, it's disheartening, and I, I'm with you. I don't know where we're headed. I, it, it's it's just kind of scary when you think about it. It really is. So anyway, um, George Santos, aka this one, I have to get this one. I have to admit, I got this one from a, a Twitter. Um, someone on Twitter called him the talentedless Mr. Ripley. Okay, <laughs> I know what I know what that means, but I've actually never seen the movie. But I'm just I'm gonna, I know you're Never seen the talented Mr. Ripley. Didn't seem interesting to me. Oh, it's so good. I promise you, it is so good. I will get off of that. Okay, so you know how I was on for like two years at Sammy has to watch Inception? Fuck it, because I realized you probably would not like Inception. The talented Mr. Ripley, that's where we are now. You've got to watch the talented Mr. Ripley. It is good. I I, I really honestly think it is a movie you would like. But uh, so yeah. But he was arrested and indicted on 13 charges of fraud, corruption, um, you name it. And so um, my, my one take from that, because we know who George Santos is, and I, I kind of want to move on from the, uh, but he was like, um, so also on Twitter, they were like, I guess he's mad that he lied about being black now. Huh? Huh? You know how he lied about being half black? Oh, I didn't so, hear that one. Oh, yeah. He he was part black. So he yeah. was half black and he was Jewish? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and the volleyball star, girl, the lies go deep. But so, you know, they were like, if he if he would have just stuck to being white or whatever, you know, because they always going to investigate the black one who did it wrong. But nah, so <laughs> that was a joke with that. Um, In North Carolina, they found their uncle Ruckus. Um. Their current lieutenant, lieutenant governor, Mark Robinson, uh, he is the front runner for the governorship, the GOP uh, nomination for to be governor. Um, that fool claimed that civil rights movement was the worst thing to happen to Black people, and that was because there were so many like rights that were lost. And my question was, does he not realize if it wasn't for that movement, his ass probably would not be in the position that he's in right now? That that's all I got. I'm I'm just tired of the Uncle Thomases and. Um, he just gives Stephen from Django, like that's all he is. And so every time I see that man, that's all I think of is Stephen from Django. Okay, moving on. <laughs> anyway, um, the coronation, did you watch it? You know I don't support those people. Okay, I, I was just asking. Um, I didn't watch either. And, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, but I did see the clips. Um, Harry was the star. He looked amazing, even though, you know, he 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 just had on a morning suit, a uh, custom morning suit by Dior. Um, people were mad, of course, because, you know, he was dressed by Dior. He didn't go in a Walmart special. And I'm like, really? Um, yeah, but he, he did look nice. He had on his medal. And he really did pull that, I'm going to roll through for about 15 minutes, show my face and leave. <laughs> Well, he left right after the right after the ceremony was done. He was out. There was yeah. nothing else for him to do. He wasn't invited to do anything else. And so he he was just like, yeah, but you know, it, it was just giving like you know how we say, I'm gonna roll through for about 15 minutes, roll, show my face and leave. I got somewhere else to be. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. So, um, but he was nice. Um, 
And yeah, the star of the show, besides Terry, the best co-star was Coronation Twitter. Um, Camila was queen side piece, queen side chick. Um, (laughs) Not my my queen. I saw that Not my queen, yeah. Uh, Diana is our real queen or our forever mm-hmm. queen. Those memes were fire. Um, you know, what What was another one I like? Oh, what they say? Camila representing for side chicks since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, so, yeah. She huh? showed side chicks what they could achieve as long as they held on. Thank you. Just just hold on. Just, just hold on. Don't get frustrated about being the other woman. So I, I don't know what rock she's living under, but I'm just going to put it out there that maybe the rehabilitation tour did not take like she thought it did. It did you know. It, it, went, it went for, so because, you know, like I follow British politics um, because it's hilarious to me as well. It's just like ours, but just across the pond. Um. But it's just funny because if you're a real royalist, right? So like if you are a monarchist and you support support the monarchy, um, the older you are, they say like the older you are, the more that you're in support of um, King Charles and Queen, with quotations, um, Camilla. But they say the younger, as they go younger and younger, um that's what was that's the people that were really dragging her um those were the ones especially if they are in their 60s or their 50s you kept seeing where people were saying I remember what she did to Diana I remember what she did to Diana um and just putting it out there and so it it was it was really um interesting and then Britain went and put their foot in their mouth (laughs) um multiple times uh, but yeah, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah, I, you know, um, then they were mad because people pointed out the coronation pictures. Uh, you know how it's like uh, you get the Oscars hashtag Oscar so white. Um, uh, it was coronation so white or balcony so white or hashtag royal family so white. And <laughs> you know, it didn't have to be that way. And I think what made it worse, um, I don't know if this is what you're referring to when you said they put their foot in their mouth, is when Charles gave that performative uh, toast to Archie um, for my grandson, Archie, or something, wherever he may be. Bitch, he at home celebrating his birthday because you didn't invite him and his mama. And his little oh, sister. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Because they were talking so, about how, how do y'all allow the coronation to be on the same day as your grandson's birthday yeah like nobody else would do that but charles allowed the and then can say well you know it wasn't uh, me who chose the date no you could have said oh well you know let's push it back or um you know let's do it the day after or something but no you literally did it on your grandson's birthday which means that his father was not with him on his birthday because he at least had to show his face at your coronation, even though he wasn't going to be respected enough. Mm-hmm. And, and and I like think he needs like all these old ass people. They say, oh well, he's pushing out all the people who were loyal to his mom, right? Uh, well, bruh, you need a whole new fucking team because if you were so insistent, 
if you were so fucking insistent on holding your your whatever you want to call that shit, um, my bow down to me because I'm now the king party um, on your grandson's birthday, that would have been the perfect time to extend an olive branch. Yeah, you could have, it would have been a family thing, you know, it would have been something that, uh, you know, spin it, like, yes, this, I think that I wanted to do it on this day, I realize it's his birthday, but I think it would be a great day um, for him and the family to be here, uh, you know, in the morning do the coronation and the evening have a family, and I know, I, I know that's just me being, having some ounce of humanity or humor, yeah. but it, it, I mean, you could have done it so many other ways and that would have been a perfect time to extend an olive branch to Harry and his family and try to build a bridge even if it was fucking performative because you could have also avoided the coronation so white bullshit hashtags on social media because everybody knows it it didn't have to be that way it was a bad look because you have the perfect bridge of this this whole thing so every time he's talking about diversity and he wants to do some there's some study he wants them he's allowing them to look into his family's uh his family's dealings in the slave trade motherfucker what you do realize that it it can all be traced back to you because going all the way back to when it started and it came here to the americas your family was ruling like you do realize you're you're related to all of them, right? So, um, you know, it, it's it's just bad. Like you you just they just need a entirely new PR team, um, especially with the Daily Mail admitting um, that the leaks that they had, um, all the stories, the majority of the stories that they printed about Harry. Um, all the leaks and their sources came from the palace, either Buckingham Palace or Kensington Palace. So he was right in spare when he's been talking about the relationship between the media and his family. It's like they basically co-signed on what he said. So I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, yeah. All you had to do was leave that woman alone. All you had to do is just let him be happy, love who he loves, leave, leave her alone. Because it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's just a bad look all the way around. So um, and then, you know, Kate, she said she couldn't be racist because her ancestor was, um, her ancestor was an abolitionist. So, you know, they were calling her Carriot Tubman. That was funny. See, I can't leave Twitter because it's just funny shit that happens on Twitter all the time. The hashtags. It's a hellscape, but it's a funny one. <laughs> all right. Um, NBA playoffs, I know you don't know, but the, the Lakers defeated the, the Warriors and they are going to play the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Um, not a Lakers fan. I, I I ride with the Clippers. That's my team. But <laughs> since they're not in it, um, I'm going for the Lakers. I think at least out of the East, the Western Conference Finals. Um, the Celtics and the 76ers play a Game Seven on Mother's Day, um, and the winner will face the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Out of the East, I'm going for the Celtics. And I kind of hope it's an old school Celtics Lakers battle. And then I'm going to go for the Celtics because I just like the Celtics. Um, the NFL schedule for next year was released. No, you don't care about that. Um, Tom Brady is in talks to join the Las Vegas Raiders. No, not as a player, but as a minority owner. And the Commanders, um, 
their the former Redskins, they are going to be sold for six billion dollars, which is a record for an NFL team. So um, I would, uh, I think the most one of the most valuable franchises in all of sports is the Cowboys. So I can only imagine what the fuck that the Cowboys are worth. Ah, yeah, and that's it from my sports report. Oh, you got any sports news to add? No. Okay, I just didn't want you to feel left out. I, I know you did. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I never do. <laughs> So, Jamie Foxx, he's feeling better. Um, he's apparently at home and recuperating from his medical emergency. Um, and people were mad because it started like a couple weeks ago. He, he did tweet that he was, he was feeling better and he was just very blessed. Um, and we talked about it. Uh, there have been very few details given about what actually happened and his status and all of that. Um, so I guess it was on Thursday, they were, there was a report that, hey, his family was preparing for the worst. Like, they made it seem like he was on death's door. And his daughter just was like, no, he's actually home. He's been home for a few weeks and he's recuperating. So people are mad about, well, why didn't he say anything? He at least owes us an update and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, he don't owe us shit. Like, he don't have to tell anybody. So what's your take on it? Did they have said something? Did they like? I'm like, yes, they should have said that he was at least doing better. Okay. At least put out a thing, because then the then you wouldn't have had to deal with the malicious rumors and everything like that that came out, which made them even more mad. You wouldn't have had to get mad about the malicious rumors if there had just been a public update, seen as how. He is a celebrity, and I'm not saying we have to get in your business. You ain't got to give us the details, but at least let us know that he's like he's doing better. Seeing as how like you did update before, why couldn't there just have been an update on that he was doing better? Okay, so a meeting in the middle. Yeah. Okay, I can't say I necessarily agree with that. I think where I took fault with it all was like that celebrities owe their fans something they don't they don't owe us shit they 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 do what they do they have a job they're entitled to their private lives and i i can agree with what you said if you if, you know a, a statement especially um considering you knew how worried people were you didn't have to say anything other than he thank you for your thoughts and prayers he's at home recuperating blah blah and moving on so i can i can see that um, but also Jamie, I, and I'm, but I'm not surprised there wasn't an update because Jamie Fox really is uh, one of those celebrities who who just he, he just he just minds his business. He he doesn't do a lot of social media unless it's work related. He doesn't really put his business out there on the street. Hell, he was down there dating Katie Holmes for 20 years before anyone ever knew, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I get it. I see it. Um, the writer strike it is upon us and. Um, I, like I said before, I, I am in full support of the writers. Um, and one of the big things is, of course, uh, the streaming um, and the AI. Those are two of the big sticking points. Uh, the streaming, residuals, getting paid off the of streaming. Because Netflix and the streamers, they don't really share their numbers. Like, it's not a whole Nielsen thing where they share, like, how many views and how much do you get. And so I saw a writer post a residual check. You want to know how much that check was? How much? One dollar and fifty-one cents. Um, 
Wow, that's a lot of money right there. <laughs> For something that you created, the network is still making money off of through uh, reviewings. I, I forgot the official term. I just had a brain fart. But and you get a dollar and fifty-one cents off of it. <laughs> what kind of show is it? Um, gosh, I forgot. It was I. I want to say it was a comedy, and it is in uh. Fuck, I'm I'm drawing I'm drawing a blank. I hate when my mind does that, but yeah, I'm drawing a blank. But it is in where they're reviewing it, where they're it, you know it's out of its original run. And so that was their residual check. And it was a popular show because only the, you know, only the truly, only the popular ones get into the reviewing stage where they go back in. God, yeah. So a dollar and 51 cents. And we know the king of all of this, that they say the big holdout for the streaming and the residuals is Netflix, Uh, of course. uh, And we know Netflix will cancel some shit in a minute. And um also they don't want to staff writer rooms so what they do is they get these mini rooms um where they they go into production on a show and they'll say hey we have like you have the development team and they only continue to write with the development team instead of getting a full writing staff on the show so it was a bunch i'm not going to get into the technical part of it and then the next big thing is ai we've kind of talked about ai um have you tried the ai like have you played around with it I don't write. Yeah, but you can do anything. Like, you can ask it anything or do anything with it. And it just, you know. So, um, I, I I played around with it, and I didn't like it. It was, like, really impersonal. And you really had to go back to do a lot of changes on it to make it what you wanted it to be. Um, and so, I was just like, and so, it's, it's no figure, it, it's no secret that they want to use the AI to do the writer's job, and then they want writers to come in and clean up what the AI did. So basically, we're going to put this into the AI, and then we're going to have the AI write it, and then we want you to come in and add the personal touch to it and send it out into the world. And I'm like, that's bullshit. So, um, and I'm just going to say, it's an ind- it, all the other industries like the actors, the actors, directors, producers, they all need to pay attention because this, and even musicians. Snoop talked about the streaming thing. I don't know if you've seen um, all of the AI samples or AI, all the AI like today. I heard of Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson singing I Will Always Love You. And um, <laughs> imagine how that sounded. <laughs> it sounded like hot, hot garbage. You took two of the greatest <laughs> singers, musicians, talents of all time and it was garbage and I was just like this is not good and they've already had problems with it like Warner Brothers or Universal whoever Drake and someone else uh they had to take some some songs some fake songs that were off like this song actually made it onto Spotify but it wasn't them and so it's just like yeah it's a dangerous thing so I'm like and my question is have they not fucking seen the Terminator movies like this is where we're headed K-pop does it. What with the AI? Mm-hmm. They have a whole AI um, K-pop group. Oh yeah, I know. But see, and that 
that case, you're in on the joke. Like you're you're in on it. You know that this is a whole AIK pop group. And the the AIK pop group, like, is it popular? Mm-hmm. It's based off of Espa. Now, what's the group's name? Marvel, Mar- Marv, or something like that. I know it begins with an M, it's like M A R V E or something like that. Okay, I know what you. I, I and I remember when you said that. I'm like, okay, I know what you're talking about. But and and like I said, in that case, you know, you're in on the joke. But to me, it, it, it it's just it's too much. You're taking away people's jobs. You're taking away people's livelihoods off for the bottom line. So here's my question. You want, you're doing it for greed, but the same people that you're pricing out of a job or you're putting out of a job, these are the same consumers. So if no one has a job, how the hell are you going to continue to make money? And trust me, we're not at the point where AI, it looks the way, I mean, I, and as a, as a creator, I understand the use of it. And I understand using it in moderation. Like I can get it. If you had a scene in a movie and you're like, you're going back and they're like, hey, I need snow or you want to add it to snow, or you want to add in some snow, or you want to add in more snow, or something like that, enhance the snow, because, hey, we have the snow falling in the background, and you can't really see it at this point, and you want to go add it in and post, I understand that, okay? If you want to use it to kind of clean up someone's dialogue, I can understand that, and you can't get the actor back, but to actually take the actor's voice, to take the actor's likeness, and then try to recreate everything using AI? No, that's bullshit. You know, to not give people credit for the stuff that they've created, that's bullshit. So, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go pay $20 to sit in a movie theater and watch a digital version of Leonardo DiCaprio. That's just not happening. So I, I, I don't think, you know, that's just my take on it. <laughs> so, um. I take it you don't have any feelings about the AI takeover? I don't. I don't think it's big enough for me to um, really um, put it into consideration right now. Not to say that um, it's not going to become an issue later on, um, but I just don't see it as being an issue right now. I think they're testing it out to see how the public feels about it. Um, I, I'd like, because even like with the K-pop group, never once took it into consideration because I'm just like, it's a difference between seeing human beings and how they interact and just how the the industry works um, is very, very different. Like even when people, even as we get more impersonal and we have, uh, we still get more attached to like that human being um, community communication like aspect of connecting to our artists and the celebrities so I I still need to see a real life human being um, so that I can fully connect to them you can't connect to AI so while I'm not saying that it's not going to become an issue later on I just don't think that it's as big of an issue um, that is going to interfere with the experience that I have with Hollywood with movies with TV shows and with my music well, and I understand where you're coming from, but I, I'm telling you, it's already interfering with the behind the scenes of how you get that music. The writers, that is one of the big things. That is a big contention. Um, and like I said, as, as an aspiring writer or as a writer, I've, I've played with it. And I, I could see 
where a student, and, and that was one of the big things that when I first, even before the writer strike, when I was playing around with it, I'm like, this is dangerous, you know, because I, I could understand why you want to take, I understand why, why they don't want it. And uh, like I said, it's not necessarily that you don't want it at all. Like I said, it has its uses, but to come in and just take, to wipe out a whole industry and these greedy, mo these greedy motherfuckers, they would actually do it. And when you hear some of the people talking, some of these studio heads talking about, oh, well, we've already implemented AI into this, into that. And, and some of the ways that they're already talking about using it, um, yeah, it, it, it is a scary proposition. And, and I understand the front, the front facing end of it, you don't think about as much. But behind the scenes, trust me, it is a big, scary, dangerous deal. All right, so back to the writer's strike. Some of the shows already affected. Stranger Things, not picking up. Netflix's biggest hit, not going back into production until um, the strike is over. Um, Blade, FBI. Um, pretty the FBI's pretty much if it's uh, <coughs> it's affecting a lot of shows. There are way too many. I will put the link on the website and you can see. And it's continuously updating the shows that will be affected. I'm um, going into probably won't notice it until the fall when the new TV season is just around the corner. So, um, SWAT. Do you you don't watch SWAT? Do you? I don't. Uh, it was canceled and then it was uncanceled because they didn't want that smoke. But the reason, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, um, just about the economics of it all. SWAT was a, is a really popular show and it, it, it does well on like one of the graveyard TV nights, Friday night. Um, and it does well linearly, meaning that people actually watch it live. It's not one of those shows that has a great DVR pickup, but people actually watch it live. <laughs> And it's grown its audience every year. So CBS canceled the show because um, they were trying to negotiate in the Warner Brothers, the studio who also produces the show. They couldn't get a fair deal where the show wanted to, where the show was going to make money. CBS was going to be making money, but the show itself was not going to be making money. Well, anyway, um, they they worked out a deal, and it's been renewed for the seventh and final season. So. Um, but East New York, which was the second most popular uh, new show behind Fire Country, uh, wasn't renewed. And that was a good show. Did you like Fire Country? I know you started I did watching not. it. You didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> How many episodes did you get into it? Four. Four, and then you gave up? Yeah, I was just like, no, this ain't for me. I had to give it up. It wasn't enough characters that I liked. Oh. Yeah, um... The characters that you start off not liking, you actually start liking. I think it's probably about halfway through the season. And that's the thing about the the, the longer shows, uh, the network shows that give you 22 episodes. Like where streaming, that mid-turnaround point is usually what, the fourth show? The fourth episode is like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, but with this one, it's probably episode 10 where everything starts to balance out. And If I got to yeah. go all the way to episode 10, you're not worth my time. <laughs> Ah, you're a streaming baby. Okay, so quick pops. Um, Guardian of the Galaxy three. Have you watched it? I'm not gonna watch it. Okay. Well, it's the number one movie in the box office. Number one movie in the world. They say it's actually pretty good. Um, it's Marvel. I've, I've scheduled to go see it twice, and each time I've had, something's come up and I couldn't make it. So 
I am pretty determined to go see it, though. They say it's better than two. And I'm like, uh, it would have to be, it's hard not to be better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which was okay. Um, it was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I didn't hate it like a lot of people, but it was pretty mid. It was, all, it was just, yeah. Um, Twitter has a new CEO. Um, she's a woman. She used to work at NBC Universal. Um, so, uh, and it's just likely that, you know, of course they would hire a woman to come in and clean up the mess that that fucktard made. Um, but it'll be interesting. Do, so my question is, do you think Elon is actually going to let her do the job or is she just a puppet? Who's the biggest shareholder? Gosh, I think it's the Saudis. It's whoever's the biggest shareholder. That what? Uh, look, Twitter's gone. So anyone that's still on Twitter, like, just accept it. Like, Twitter of the past is no longer. And so if you're still on Twitter, then you just have to accept the, like, you know, what Twitter currently is today and just keep moving through your, the Twitterverse. Um, if you canceled your account, you canceled your account. But I don't think hiring a woman is going to make any difference based on what Elon Musk wants because he does own the, he, he, he owns Twitter. So he's implemented his rules. Hiring a woman is not gonna it's not gonna change it. So that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. So you think she's just gonna be a puppet? No, I just think that it's gonna be she's gonna run the company to make money. And so ultimately running the company to make money, like nothing's gonna change. Like I don't I don't know what change people is gonna expect seeing as how they got a new but, CEO. But that's the thing, he's not making money. He's actually lost money on Twitter. Because of but she's not going to make rules. money for them. Like, what what money are you making? People have turned it. I don't know. Like, I, I just I just feel like uh, Twitter is lost, and so I, I don't I don't see the conversation of is this going to change anything? I don't think it's going to change anything. That's my opinion. I don't think it's going to change anything for Twitter. Okay, I agree. I I can agree with that. Like I said, Twitter is a hellscape, which occasionally. I send you some funny stuff sometimes off of Twitter. And that's why there are some gems. It's like it's like finding that diamond in the rough. Um, you, you know, you get, a, you get a whole bunch of coal, and then every now and then you get a diamond. So I'm with you. If you're still on Twitter, you're there, and you know what it is. You know it's a shit show, and you, you've gotten used to the shit show at this point. And, you know, but yeah. So every now and then there's, there's a few good gems on the hellscape. Okay. Um... The next part, you don't watch network TV. Um, okay, I have another show I highly recommend you watch. Will Trent is amazing. It's on, you can watch it now on Hulu. It has been renewed for a second season. So good. That is my one recommendation. I know you're not going to watch a whole bunch of other stuff, but watch Will Trent. Really, really good. I saw the okay. trailer. Did you like it? No. Oh my gosh, you got to go beyond the trailer. It's good. Trust me, it is good. Do not go by the trailer. The show is good. Um, Big Sky, the company you keep were canceled. I loved them both. Big Sky was coming into its own. The company you keep was a, a freshman show. I, I think it was really, really good. I think they gave up on that one too soon. And Kung Fu was canceled. So sad. All right. Moving into the music world. Uh, country music superstar, Jimmy Allen. He is under investigation for sexual assault of his former manager. Um, and he is losing gigs. He was suspended by his label. 
his wife left him. Um, and at this point, his life pretty much is that country song. Um, so I guess uh, when life imitates art, aside from the sexual assault allegations, um, the wife, he, his wife was pregnant and the divorce was announced before the sexual assault allegations came to light. So I guess, I don't know if she was getting out ahead of it. I'm pretty sure she was. Um, they didn't just pop up out of thin air. So um, we will see what happens. Um, do you know who Jimmy Allen is? Do you, you nope, that's what I'm music? letting you talk. <laughs> um, he is part of the new wave of country. Um, he is a black country artist. He's, he's actually good. I really like his music. Um, I think he was at one point last year or the year before featured as one of our featured artists. But yeah, so um, we'll see what happens. Um, Beyonce has kicked off her tour. Yay. Yay. I know you're not a big Beyonce fan and I know you don't do concerts, but yay. Yay. Um, and then Taylor Swift is hanging out slash dating the lead singer of the 1975 Um the breakup album for both of those are going to be so good. Like, it's going to be a he said, she said. That's a shame. Whenever she's dating someone, you just think about the breakup album. That's she horrible. Her boyfriend broke up? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They were kids um, together. Yeah, right before they she went on her tour, he couldn't handle her being so famous. That was the official line. But I don't know. believe that. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm saying, it, I'm saying it right now on this podcast. That is a lie. That he couldn't handle her being so famous? Yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the Swifty spin. I have, I have to agree oh, with definitely. that. Oh, mm, definitely. That's an absolute lie. Absolute lie. Um, okay. So, uh, Brian McKnight, have you heard about that? That he don't claim his actual children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he keeps going. He also earlier we talked about uh people who this one might be the people who need a new PR team. I'm going between two. Nah, have he's they, been an asshole for decades. Have they not seen the Terminator and people who might need a new PR team? I understand he's been an asshole for decades. I get that, but he needs a PR person, someone to tell him to stop talking, or when he goes live, someone who has access to turn it off because they, they he. Have. Because oh, he, he, he went on and he was trying to give clarity uh, about how his estrangement from his first family, his first children, is mutual. And I'm like, but dude, weren't you just touring like a couple, few years ago? Weren't you and your sons making music together and all that kind of stuff? So, yeah. And then, you know, him, the story he told about his daughter and how they were estranged is just batshit crazy. Like, he had heard word on the street was that she was having a relationship with an older cousin. And so rather than, you know, calling the mom and trying to see if this was true, voice his concerns, he went straight to CPS because that's what a concerned parent does. And then was mad when he got blocked and they stopped fucking with him. Like, what? For anyone that does not know what happened with Brian McKnight, um, basically went and just celebrated um, his wife's daughter as the best daughter that 
a man could ever have. Like, you're absolutely phenomenal. I'm just so grateful for our relationship. You know, um, you know, you're just the best child that anyone could ever have. She's not really his. That is his stepdaughter. And he has three children. Now, granted, they're adults at this point. But he has three children. And to make it even worse, the stepdaughter is white and his three kids are white. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, she got her the car and then his daughters, his stepdaughter and his bio daughter go to the same school. He named his newborn baby Brian, which I didn't have a problem with him renaming the baby or naming the baby Brian because George Foreman got like what twenty kids named George. Uh, mm, mm, don't say that. Don't say that. You have what? a grown ass. You have a son who is named after you, which is mainly Brian Jr. And you renaming you naming your new baby Brian is you basically eliminating the first Brian. This ain't a George Foreman situation. Like I said. And you, you 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 hit the nail on the head, kind of. I don't have a problem. I did not. Let me rephrase. When I first saw it, because that's how I first saw the whole story. Like like you said, I was kind of like I loved his first, the first part of his career, like the first ten albums of Brian McKnight's career. <clears throat> great albums. Hell of a singer. Hell of a songwriter. Very talented. Cannot take that away from him. When he started, when he made that one song about let me show you how your kitty feel or something, when he just went really pornographic, I'm like, dude, that don't even sound right coming from you. So I was off that. So when I saw the story, I'm like, oh, he named this kid Brian. But I'm like, didn't he already have a Brian? So I was like thinking George Foreman type thing. Because, you know, like I said, George got 20 kids named George. Until I read it where he was like, this is my legacy. This is, And then I'm like, okay, so you doing it. Like, at this point, it's not because of that, which is, it, it's a whole erasure type thing. That's where I have the problem coming in. If you want to name all 50 of your kids, Brian, like, I'm not down for the whole junior thing anyway. I might be original, giving them their own name. But um, that's just me. But once I read the rest of that, I'm like, oh, this is some sick shit. Like, it's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, Brian McKnight, he, he just needs to stay off social media and let it go. Because every time he tries to explain his side, he makes it worse. Um, Chris Brown, did you hear about him beating up Usher? <laughs> you didn't, Weren't you the one that sent it to me? Oh, yeah. I thought you knew. No. Uh-uh. I don't. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't follow entertainment news like I used to. <clears throat> but but yeah, I mean, you told me about him beating up Usher just because Usher told him to leave um, Tiana Taylor alone. Yeah, at the birthday party that Chris, that Usher threw for Chris Brown in Vegas, it was crazy. So, um, why would you invite someone who they who no longer speaks to him, and then why would you go if you and him aren't cool like that anymore? I'm confused on that. Huh? Because you t- you said that him and Tiana Taylor haven't been cool anymore. They're not cool anymore, right? Uh-huh. So why would you go to his birthday party if y'all not cool? Um, I think it was more just like everybody else who was there. Maybe because she was invited by Usher and she's cool with Usher. I don't know. 
but I know Usher was the one who threw the party. So I think it was more or less he hosted the party for Chris Brown type thing. And yeah, but I'm like, how are you going to beat up the person or, you know, throw hands on the person who was hosting your party? One of the few people who has been by your side through all of your fuckery and your bullshit. Um, that that was crazy to me. So, yeah, um, just shows. And the crazier part is, and I don't know if I'm surprised by this. I want to be all of the people who are still out there caping for Chris Brown through all of his fuckery. And I'm like, y'all are still caping for this dude? Like, it's a point of how many times does he have to show you who he is and stop making the excuse for him that he has mental health issues? <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Moving on. Chris Brown is, has not been on my radar for years. He's like the R. Kelly to me or Trey Songs. Oh, he, he, yeah, he's not. He's not quite that mean, bad. He's he's no, because I don't mean like you know he's doing the same things. But just he like isn't. I do not acknowledge R. Kelly, I do not acknowledge Trey Songs, I do not acknowledge Chris Brown. Um, so I mean, it is what it is. He's already shown who he is. He hasn't changed, you know. And people keep you know supporting him through that. So I I, I don't know what people expect. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. Um, Missy is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Missy's first female rapper ever inducted. So, um, that is going to be a hell of a show. I want to see that. Uh, I want to see her induction. I'm um, usually they show it on HBO or something like that. So, I want to see her induction concert and all that. And I love Missy, and I'm hoping. She will drop some new music soon. Are you a Missy fan? Were you a Missy fan? I was. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping she'll drop some new music soon. She did what we termed a mini album in our K-pop standhood um, a few years ago. That was pretty fire, but uh, she hasn't done anything since. So uh, I am looking for that. Looking forward to that. Okay. So speaking of K-pop. Lucas is officially <laughs> no longer part that of That was not a good segue, but keep going. <laughs> we, had, we talked about K-pop, the mini Yeah, album. but then we talked about like Chris Brown and that. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was just funny how you said, speaking of K-pop. <laughs> but I was at Missy. And look, <laughs> oh, that's my rewind. I said Missy dropped what we have now turned, what we now know as K-pop fans would be called a mini album okay. a few years back. And then I said, it was Speaking fire. Of I hope she does another one. Speaking of K-pop. Okay. <laughs> That's me fast forwarding now. Back to the present. <laughs> <laughs> See, I rewound the tape and then I fast forwarded the tape. We're getting good at this home editing. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So now, can I speak to K-pop? Go for it. Go for okay. it. Speaking of K-pop, Lucas is officially no longer part of NCT or Wavy. Early stand me, early stand, K-pop stand me would be disappointed. Current K-pop stand me really doesn't care. <laughs> Why don't you care? Um, it's not that I don't think Lucas deserves a second chance because I, you know, I don't think that we should be 
um, defined entirely by our worst mistake or by the mistakes that we make. We're all human. We deserve the grace to show better and do better. Um, I, I just, I think just looking um, as I've become a fan of 10 and win-win um, and of Wavy, uh, seeing how the group functioned without him, and I think we've talked about it before, especially with his quote-unquote hiatus being so long, um, seeing how they functioned without him versus how they functioned with him, they didn't seem to miss him. And so it, you know, it was like, okay. Um, and then the same thing for, and I, and I can't speak to NCT because again, it's way too many fucking members and they have way too many subgroups. And so it, he, he, he would, whenever NCT is together as a whole, they all kind of seem to get lost in the shuffle um, versus the subgroup. So the main group that I saw him functioning in was Wavy anyway. So, I, and at this point, um, the only thing that's surprising, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, is that wasn't there an announcement like a few months ago that he was going to be easing, coming back, easing his way back into Wavy and NCT and all that, like he was coming back? Wasn't that an official announcement? <clears throat> no, it was just um, a picture of him with uh, the owner of SM Entertainment. And people kind of ran, they, yeah, they, and they ran with that. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because I was like, that to me was the surprising thing. But, so, um, yeah, it just didn't seem like he was beloved or missed in his groups. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean he's out of Super M too? Well, Superman ain't going to be coming back anytime soon anyway. Um, So I don't think that's necessarily an issue right now. Um, I think that, and this is just my opinion, has like, I'm not basing it on like something I read, but just kind of like the vibe um, that I get, um, just, you know, being a K-pop fan. um, I feel like, the reason why Lucas ultimately leaves is because there wasn't enough members of NCT. There's 23 members in the group. There weren't enough members in NCT that wanted him back. So I agree with you when you said that. I think that there wasn't enough members in NCT because he still has friends um, within the group. He actually has friends within Wavy. Um, you know, there's been uh, images uh, over the weekend of him hanging out uh, with Win-Win, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a member of Wavy, one of the subunits. <clears throat> and I'm guessing, like, they're close. So, of course, he has friends because they were together for years. But as a full group, I am sure there weren't enough members that wanted him back in for them to ease him back in. Like, I feel like there would have been some hostility if they had just shoved him back into the group after it. Which lets me think that there was more to the story than what we heard in the news. Like, I I feel like there was more to the story on his behavior than what we heard in the news when it came to um, how he was on a hiatus for two years, which is a very, very long time to be on hiatus without no decision being made. Um, And I just think they couldn't convince enough members to welcome him fully back into NCT. And so ultimately, um, they had to announce that he decided to leave the group and that he's going to focus on solos. 
I would like to see if he actually becomes a solo artist under SM Entertainment because his contract is not um, has not expired yet. So he is still under SM Entertainment. Um, but yeah, like it'd, it'd be very, very interesting. But I just think he wasn't missed enough. Like I like I agree with you. I, I think he wasn't missed enough and nobody not not enough people fought for him to join to join the group again. Yeah, and even if it was just an NCT thing, um, you know, you, you still could have had him in Wavy because, like I said, uh, it, it no, he not... couldn't be in Wavy if he's not in NCT. What? NCT is the group. Wavy is a subunit of the group. He can't be in Wavy if he can't be in NCT. That's who. Those rules are stupid, but. <laughs> Wavy's not, not a K-pop group. It's a subunit. No, he could have been in the subunit because, like I said, no, you, not if you're not so in many, the main group. There's so many people in Wavy in NCT, and they're trying to have so many fucking spinoffs of that damn NCT. It's not even funny. But they're like, all part of NCT, though. Like anybody would know. He well, see, he, he well, yeah, but they would have not. They would have not. I'm not. I'm not disputing anything you're saying. But it's just the logic in it to me doesn't make sense. But I, I, I agree. I think that there was probably, and not necessarily about the behavior about him being a bad boyfriend or trying to gaslight girls into buying them shit, even though he had money or whatever. I, I think it's more behind the scenes with you about stuff that was going on internally within the group and stuff like that. So we will see. Um, Honey. Of Monster X is dropping his first official mini album at the end of the month. Excited? Definitely. He's one of my favorite rappers in K-pop. Yes. Um, I am excited about that too. On a side note, while we're on K-pop, Tammy has now officially listened to Jimin. Yay! Oh, I was just about to say, like, did I tell you? Because I was thinking earlier before we started recording, and I was just like, Wait, did I tell Eddie how I felt about Jimin's album? Does she know to bring it up? <laughs> but yes, I finally um, listened to it, and I listened to it twice. Just to make sure my opinion was my opinion. <laughs> and what's your opinion, your opinion? My opinion is um, I had to listen to Jack in the Box again, and I want to change my opinion on the review that I gave Jack in the Box. Um, with our K-pop summer episode. And I just want to say that I feel that that album was way better than I originally thought it was. Thank you. I'm so, <laughs> so, that, that, no, no, no. Wants the, that wants the still, cackles Still not heart. the greatest. Still not the greatest, but it was way better than Jimin's album. So it wins by default. Yes, it does. But and and here's the thing is because it's so funny. I read an article with one of BTS producers and the producer chose Jimin as having the best vocal talent in BTS. And I was just like, what fuckery is this? <laughs> um, because all I heard was a lot of auto-tune. I guess, you know, we'll talk about it more. I don't know. Um, but it just no song stood out to me. No song stood out to me. Um, and exactly what I expected of his album is exactly what I got of his album. So I will say, one thing is, I was not disappointed. <laughs> okay. I can take that. 
But I'm also very apprehensive about JK and these albums. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not looking forward necessarily to the um, uh, albums, but um, to V's album, but I'm very apprehensive about JK's album because I, I it, there's not high hopes. At least the rap line for BTS, you can have high hopes for them and they're going to reach it. Um, it like I said, J-Hope wasn't necessarily my taste. Um but with RM and Suga, they surpassed my expectations of just how talented and amazing they are when they came out with their um, solos. But I'm very apprehensive about the vocal line now because it was, it, yeah, it was too much. But anyway, let's not get into that. Um, I think JK needs to stick with RB, pop RB. That's his bag. Well, um, Jimin showed us that um, probably not going to stick with that. Uh. V is anybody's guest. He he's all over the place. He he's in he's he's more of a crooner. He's into that old school jazz, uh, vocal jazz crooning. So we'll see what he does. But um, okay, yeah. So we're still we're still anticipating that. All right. Um. Gosh. Oh, ACL announced Austin City Limits announced its uh, lineup. Lineup is. Fire, Kendrick Lamar, Foo Fighters, Labyrinth, 1975, Alanis Morissette, others. Check out the ACL, uh, excuse me, check out the ACL website. Um, So I am going to ACL this year, my first time at ACL. I think I've even uh, gotten one of my best friends to go back um, after she got jacked and got really sick at ACL last year. She's like, I'm done. I'm never going back. And then when I saw the lineup, I sent it and I was like, yo, you sure you're not going back? But anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Again, I know you don't do concerts, but I am looking forward to it. Okay, so you got anything else? No. All right, the palette cleanser. This is a good one. I swear this is a good one. Who you got in Megyn Kelly? versus Charlize Theron Battle Royale. Who are you taking? <clears throat> Megan the commentator? Yeah, Queen Karen. Okay. Megan Kelly versus Charlize Theron? Yeah. Who do I have? Yeah, who are you taking? Is that a real question? I'm taking the South yeah. African. Yeah, okay. Because, see, it started. Now, this is a real deal. This uh-huh. is real. It started because Charlize said, you know, she was going to beat the shit out of anybody who talked shit about drag queens, right? Then Queen Karen went on her podcast or wherever she yapped her mouth or her gums at these days and said, well, I guess she's going to beat the shit out of me, right? And then she challenged Charlize. And I'm like, yo, homegirl, you don't know. Do you not Charlize know Charlize about that life? Like, Charlize about that life. Like, she lived that life. So yeah, she Charlize is my girl crush. Her mama and she told everybody about it. Yeah, like <laughs> see, I, Charlize is my girl crush. So I'm going with my celebrity baby mama. I got five on Charlize, like five G's that I don't really got, but I got I got Charlize. No, I'm going high. I'm doing at least twenty. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we 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 can throw in. We can throw and in. And I'm gonna put an extra ten on Megan Kelly really getting her ass beat. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> uh, 
So the health scare that we were talking about. See, this is the reason why I can't leave. Why I just why Twitter is like my broke back mountain, and I just can't quit it. Because <laughs> this is the funniest tweet. Someone said, "Look, I got Charlize. She would beat your ass, then play you and herself in the movie about her <laughs> beating your ass." Wait, question, question. Did she play her in the movie? <sighs> what? No, God. She was in that movie. No, that was. Did she play Mickey Kelly? Wait, wait, hold on. We got to research it. Hold on, hold on, Eddie. We got to look this up. It was that Roger L's movie. It was. Wasn't it Charlize? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You don't remember what the movie was called? Oh, my God. Margot Robbie was in it. <laughs> yes. Hold on, hold on. We researching this. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> See, now this is when we need to elevate her music for <laughs> No, you got the atomic part right. It was called Atomic. Oh my God. Oh, Atomic Blonde. Okay, so we gonna name this one Atomic Bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that is hilarious. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, that is funny. That is funny. Oh goodness. How would you this week's power cleanser was on point? Definitely, definitely. Because I admit it, I thought it was Nicole Kidman that played her, but Nicole Kidman played Gretchen Carlson and Charlize Theron played Megan Kelly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, oh. That is the best. Yeah. That is the best. Yeah. So, you know, told you, Twitter's like my broke back mountain. I just can't quit it, even though it's a, hell, it's a toxic hellscape. <laughs> okay. Well, that does it for this week's episode of The Rewind. Please be sure to like, listen, follow, and comment anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcornwinddown.com. That's it. That's the plug. And thank you as always for joining us. Until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.